and Kiwis get very upset when you do an Australian accent, and it's actually it's a, a, isn't a Kiwi it's a the same thing. Maybe be like yes. a Maori. Do a, a Kiwi is ooh, I can do a haka chant for the entire thing. That's terrifying. Have you all seen those things? Okay. Well, Jason's yeah, gonna get us canceled. Yeah, no, um, I'm not Hawaiian or like Polynesian. Like, well, I mean, it's Maori, Samoan kind of thing, and they're all. <laughs> Okay, thank you, Professor Jason. Oi, mate! <laughs> Welcome to Slash's podcast. That's ahead, Australian. Dean. That's Australian. <laughs> it's the I same know, thing. Know, They're five miles away from each other. They get very offended. They get very offended. I know. I'm sorry. Up. I'm sorry because we have New Zealand listeners who actually requested this, so I apologize. Oh, but I can't, but I did practice how to say it, the film, so I'm excited. I will say it. Deathgasm. 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 Does everything want to kill you in New Zealand like it does in Australia? <laughs> like, I'm sure in the water, obviously, because they're, you know, very close. But, like, they're like spiders that hide in your shoes and murder you if you put on your Nikes. Well, they do that in Florida, so I don't know. Is there... <laughs> I feel like there's not, because there's not even COVID in New Zealand. They just have their shit together. But I was, like, thinking, like, but there's, like, 5 million people. I Googled it. New Zealand has 5 million people in it. We have 350 million people. Try to govern. It's kind of hard to compare America to new zealand because we apparently in the last pandemic we just refuse to be governed anymore (laughs) i'm not trying to put america on blast patriot number one over here i'm just saying hey man sometimes we deserve (laughs) it well he is from texas (laughs) (laughs) yeah when are you guys going to secede i know we're just waiting we can't it's in our constitution that we cannot succeed to this conversation not this one but people talking about texas seceding is the stupidest thing ever Literally Aww. in our constitution that we cannot succeed. Oh, that's okay. Anyway. One, two, three, four. So this is Slashers. Your new from year. Down Under. Down Under is Australia. <laughs> we are going to get us fucking canceled in the new year, Mikey. God damn it. From, okay. from, from above the Down Under. <laughs> are they north of Australia? I should probably have looked at Yeah, they're, little, they're like northeast-ish. Okay. So this, I'm going to start over. This is Slashers, your new favorite podcast of the new year about your new favorite horror media. With me, as always, are my favorite colleagues, co-hosts, and cohorts for our New Year New Zealand month of January, Jason and Mikey. Ladies or boys, say hello to the <laughs> mutant goons from beyond. <laughs> hello. Hello. Like Shall we say like that I'm, because... I feel like I'm guessing on a Ghoul Friends episode. I've never been on one, I don't think. <gasps> You are guessing on a cool friends episode, Mikey. You didn't even mention that. Oh my god. Well, thank you for coming equipped with the headband and bangs. So you oh, are yeah. officially a ghoul friend. I just want to start saying what's that Olivia Newton John song? Get physical. Get physical, physical. Uh, That's Jason right now. I can't wait for y'all to see the video. For anybody <laughs> watching this on YouTube, I'm actually not working out. My hair's just gotten too long and I just put it so it's not in my eyes. I'm lazy. It's not. It's actually the opposite of working out. I'm being very lazy. 
Well, I, um, also, this is not about Australia again. So I don't know why you mentioned Olivia Newton-John. She's oh, Australian. She is Australian. Uh, but, oh, my God. But may she rest in peace. I know. I do have a legit question that I was thinking about earlier because obviously we're doing New Year, New Zealand. I think it's really cute because I haven't heard anybody do it before. So bravo to whoever came up with it. I think it was Jason. <laughs> I don't. But... I'll take credit for it. <laughs> Jason was the catalyst, but I suggested it. So yeah, oh. right. hey, take it. Not well, <laughs> either either way, either way, I, I have a question that might be stupid, but we have a teacher and someone that kind of looks smart on the chat with <laughs> us. So, what continent is New Zealand on? It's an island. It's oh. not a continent. No, Australia no. is it Australia or continent? Is, but. No, because Africa. No, it's not. It's not considered a continent. I think Australia is the only island that's considered its own continent. I don't think yeah, New Zealand's but a part of the continent. Would New Zealand be a part of it, though? Doesn't it have to be a part of some continent? Okay, googling it right now. What continent? That's a really good question, Mikey. Everybody in New get... Zealand is screaming at us right now, motherfucker! I know. Like... <laughs> Oceania. Well, okay, so you guys know that I watched that Joe Bob episode regarding. The movie that we are covering today and mm-hmm. uh he didn't know shit fuck all about new zealand either and he didn't seem to care so <laughs> <laughs> and he made it very clear that he didn't care it's oceana i guess it'd be I, like japan but... uh philippines new zealand that sort of area the island world of oceana is divided into australia a country okay so it's part of australia well, so apparently we've been lied to in America. If you're listening from non-America, let us know if they taught you the same thing. Apparently, there's a continent called Oceania that can, includes Australia and New Zealand and New... No, not New Guinea. New Guinea? But... Papa New Guinea? Zealandia? So, a microcontinent I've, that includes the island of New Zealand. This is what Google is telling us, people. If we're wrong, we're, Google's wrong. Oh, my God. <laughs> And according to Joe Bob, it takes 97 hours to fly there. So that is a trick. <laughs> I don't think it takes Damn. that long. However, but, I do know that by watching House Hunters, the property values there are very low. So and they uh they they are pro-abortion and they are ran by a woman, and they were the only country slash continent to like get rid of COVID first. So I think that going to New Zealand's a good stop. Well, I don't know if you know this, but it's super difficult to get into New Zealand. Um, mm-hmm. You have to basically prove that you will better the country if yeah, they let you they in. You can't us. just. They, <laughs> they don't, don't want, want no scrubs. They don't want no scrubs for America. <laughs> I don't blame yeah. them. <laughs> Sometimes I can't blame them. They probably don't want any scrubs from Australia either, or Japan, or New Guinea. <laughs> mm. I Did you guys ever watch Fly the Concords? Or uh, I guess well, I guess now would also would be uh, what we do in the shadows. Yeah, it's like the same premise. I used to watch yeah. Fly of the Concords. Yeah, I saw them live one, a couple of years ago. They came, they played here in Cary, and it was pretty. It was right when North Carolina did that bathroom deal. Uh, oh. Guys, remember that one? So they <laughs> yes, kept talking shit about that. Um, they kept making bathroom jokes to everybody. And I was like, I'm just sorry, <laughs> like. Oh. Um, we had a tech. We had a Texas event happen that they were joking around about it when that was happening because it was like an adult sleepaway camp, a horror themed one, ran by Alamo Draft House, and they're like, "And by the way, guys, use whatever fucking bathroom you want to use." <laughs> yeah, we uh, 
certainly stepped in it when that happened. But that was years and years ago. We've come back from that ish. But uh, other than New Zealand, uh, clearly because Jason can't get a haircut where he's from, so we're happy. Yeah, I live out in New Zealand now, and I can't get hair. I don't know where to get haircuts anymore. That's what it is. Oh God. Well, neither did the main guys of our film. I know, but they were hot. They were both guys I used to date in high school. You know, they're not really like that. (laughs) No, but literally, the Brody looks just like this guy Marcus I used to date. He was a drummer. Yeah. Oh, but you only gave the guitarist. I'm sorry. I didn't know that. <laughs> no, I love drummers because they have rhythm. Oh. But they're dumb. <laughs> yeah, that too. Um... <laughs> drummers anyway. out there, send your hate mail to Jason. Uh, his Instagram is. <laughs> As someone who always used to play the drums on Guitar Hero and Rock Band, I, I feel like I can speak about this as well. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I did with lots of drummers. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I was. Just... They move a lot. Usually they're thin. They're thinner. But I like, yeah, lately I've seen them a little chubby. I don't know how I feel about that. Because I feel like you can't move that quick. Got all that on you. How are you moving mm. around that quickly? But whatever. <laughs> if if What's-His-Face can do it with one arm and Def Leppard, then anyone can do it. So, yay. So, in case you guys haven't noticed, we are talking about the New Zealand uh, 2015 flick, Thickgasm. Did I say it right? Deathgasm. Deathgasm. Just out your Peter Jackson for the rest of the movie. <laughs> um, yeah, I see. I hadn't, heard, I hadn't seen this movie until Joe Bob showed it a couple of years ago. Did you guys hear about it when it came out, or is it like I'd never heard of it? I, well, I knew about it from Bloody Disgusting. At the time, mm. I was actually still married. Fun story. And I know we were we were <laughs> getting separated, and we had both been anticipating to see this, but at the time we were separated, so we we're in separate rooms, and we we're about to, you know get get done and motherfucker plays it in the living room and i hear him laughing laughing his ass off for like an hour and a half just laughing away and i knew it was good but i was too petty to go walk out there and watch it with him so no time you're like in your bed like holding your be like this is while we're done this is while we're done <laughs> well yeah and this is at the same time i started dating dan and so dan uh who when he used to love me and try to impress me he still loves me i'm not lying but um <laughs> When he used to try and impress me, he would get horror movies for me. And so he downloaded it for me and I actually watched it with him for the first time. So, yay. Well, I actually, this is my first time watching it. I heard about it ever since it came out because people really liked it. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I just never put it on. I meant to, but I don't know if you guys ever saw the show Todd in the Book of Pure Evil, but it's very similar and that was like one of my favorite shows. So I should have watched it. I just never got around to it. Oh, so I never watched that show, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. And it's, it's like, so good. I kept thinking when I was watching this movie, I just kept thinking like, this is just Evil Dead too. Like, I really like this movie, but it's it's certainly like you watch all those Sam Raimi shots where he's flying in with the camera and the wind's blowing behind him, throwing up blood on people in people's face saying they're going to eat your souls. Like, this is very much a, a evil. It's almost like Evil Dead 3, to be honest with you, in New Zealand. I thought it was Evil Dead had a baby with demons. That's what it seemed to me. Yeah, I can totally see that as well. Yeah, it was very reminiscent of Sam Raimi. Like a lot of the shots, I immediately thought of Evil Dead. And it was funny because when I did research for this, basically this movie is heavily influenced by Trick or Treat from 1986, which we can clearly see that there are a lot of influences from Evil Dead. But 
nobody's talked about Evil Dead in my research or even when I watched the Joe Bob special. So I just was very surprised because when you watch this with the blood spray, but then again, it's very Peter Jackson too. Very, very brain dead slash dead alive. And so, you know, I wonder if this is just, and, and Mikey, you and I were talking about this recently about paying homage versus actually like, copying something right ripping (laughs) something (laughs) off and i don't think it was ripping any of those things off i think it used everything quite beautifully i mean the the practical effects in this and joe bob did bring up a good couple of points was that jason leoden was a roto roto what is that called rotoscoping yeah was yeah that was like his thing and while most of this uses practical effects he thinks that they used a lot of that with the heads exploding and stuff like that so I thought that was pretty interesting. So this guy already knows how like do effects and the fact that I would say most of them, if not all of them are practical and that it has a solid cast. Like everyone is pretty more or less a nobody. I mean, we do have a few of the actors were Power Rangers, yeah. uh, <laughs> which solid, I don't want to say is nothing because I mean, that's pretty awesome too. But for, you know, brand new actors, especially, you know, Zach's, the, the guy who plays Zach, um, what is it, James Blake? Jason Blake, what is his name? He has James Blake. I looked him up because uh, Micah brought to my attention that they all, well, he's hot, yeah, but he brought to my attention <laughs> that everybody looked like they were 30 in this movie, and I'm like, they're not. So I looked up all of the actors to find out how old they were in 2015, and Brody was like 26. And the uh, Kimberly Crossland who plays Medina, she's like 24. So they were mid to late 20s. But nobody knows. There's nowhere I could find James Blake's age. In fact, when when uh, one website speculated that he was between 29 and 39, and I'm like, that's a pretty big. That's a big spectrum. That's a pretty broad spectrum for sure. <laughs> and he's very. That spans a decade. Yeah, that's a whole he decade. Is. He's six foot two, though. We know that. And he's he a was boy. a model. Yeah, he's very sexy. I, again, he's every guy I've ever fucking dated in my life. And so I think that I think that they did a good job at like kind of emulating people that we know because they're, you know, all of these kids in this movie are like, I don't think anybody's like uh, so different that you wouldn't know these people. They're very relatable. I don't know how you guys felt about it. Um, I definitely thought they're relatable. There's a record store, kind of like the one they go to in my town called or city called Hogwild Records. And it made me chuckle because in high school, I didn't dress like they did. Adrian, did you also listen to death metal when you were in high school? Was that anything that you had to do? I didn't listen to death metal. I listened to black metal, which is I, the metal that we're talking about, right? Like, yeah, death metal, black metal. It's all. I'm sure there's be some metal. But I was like, no, they're two completely different things. You know, I was like, no, I'm sorry, Cradle of Filth. Just keep it. I was never into that. <laughs> that was just too much oh, for me. I like Cradle. If, if we wanted a breakdown, if we wanted a breakdown of it, we would need jake on here to break down every subgenre of metal but i well, which is funny I because i was... slept with every subgenre genre of metal so <laughs> she actually has she has a, a, a scratch card where she scratched I... every subgenre she she slept with and like it has holes in it from how much she scratched over and damnation over again. in a day was written about a that's how <laughs> yeah <laughs> 
but in so like in high school i didn't really get into like black metal or death metal i was really into new metal and also like a lot of underground stuff and so i would go to the record store and it, it made me laugh when i saw the scene where brody meets no what was his zach. Name? Zach. 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 Uh, zach yeah <laughs> when he sees him at the record store and he like goes next to him and starts looking at similar music and he's like kind of like eyeballing him from the side and like you know it made me laugh because I was like that's how I had to meet guys before grinding <laughs> well and, and that's the thing is that i'm glad that you mentioned that mikey because there's a lot of homoerotic moments in this film like they're both sort of flirting with each other in the scene right and mm-hmm. like Brody's so embarrassed when he pulls out the poison album and zach gets yeah. this look and <laughs> and it's funny because zach is erzik he's always trying to isolate brody from his friends And he even sabotages what could be his relationship with Medina. And so you could say that Zach is in love with Brody. And I, I totally, I totally think that that's true. Like what, what, why would he go out of his way to do all of these things to him and keep him away from his friends and be shitty to hit Brody's friends and then beat his ass and get, you know, pissed off, especially with the whole thing with Medina (laughs) and just say that, Oh, I was bored. Like, why are you sabotaging every, other potential relationship that Brody has like what is your what is the reason because he this? wants that black metal thing <laughs> yeah. I also saw an interview with uh, James Blake he was talking about I, was like, I don't see uh, they're talking about him being kind of a piece of shit like Zach he is he was like, I don't see him being a piece of shit I just don't see him like understanding how to socialize with anybody at all I was like well he's certainly distributing some anti-social behavior for sure uh, stealing stuff from the cars uh, the note thing which is just funny that somebody would do that in 2015 he seemed like somebody that had almost like behavioral issues and someone that doesn't have friends. So like it does I don't see him being a piece of shit. I just see him not knowing how to actually manage a friendship when you've just been by yourself, you know, forever or people have always looked down on you or called you a freak or whatever. Um, because I didn't like usually when people are pieces of shit in movies, you don't really like him, but I liked him. Um, yeah. you know, he just had issues. Yeah, and it's interesting because I don't really know, like, yeah, he got expelled from school, but he got expelled because he stabbed another kid with the protractor. So my thing is, is that he had a decent relationship with his father, because especially when his father was was basically possessed by the demon, he was really concerned. Like he, so that just showed me that he had a good relationship with his dad. Yeah. I mean, he cared enough about him. Like, dad, talk to me. Like he was, like he was really upset about this. And so I think that, and this is, and you know, I was discussing with someone the other day, when you look at this movie, a lot of the times when people are portrayed as like, like listening to metal or listening to this kind of music, like they are portrayed as like these evil, like piece of shit kids who don't like, you know, who, who start fights, who steal, fail school or get expelled you know this that and the third they get but, like the columbine kids essentially yeah and the thing is the columbine kids were these dorky ass little pieces of shit like you know what i mean like there yeah. was nothing like i think metal kids while they may look a little more badass they're more like brody in the sense in reality they are brody they're very nerdy they're not very they're there's nothing special they look bad but i've never met yeah. i've I've just, I've, and I know a lot of guys like this. I've never met a guy who looked like that and was actually a, 
quote piece of shit as you know people like to say that zach is or they're zach usually hilarious you. people yeah <laughs> well um, and they're usually like they're usually really accepting of everybody too like and i forgot where i read it or heard it but someone was like metalheads tend to be the most level-headed people because they get out their uh, frustrations and anxieties out in a healthy way, which is through metal music. So in their everyday life, they don't have those attitudes or mental or, um, uh, you know, whatever that makes you kind of like a sucky person. Um, but there are exceptions to every rule because there is a subgenre of like neo-Nazi metal that is in itself, you can definitely already tell that there are pieces of shit. Um, but also, um, I don't really like the metalheads that do the whole animal killings on stage. Like when they were talking about, oh, that was that band that like used to beat those rabbits to death on stage, right? Like a lot of metal fans actually are super against that, but there's some bands that are in it for the shock value, kind of like Marilyn Manson. And it's it's kind of like, uh I'd rather not go around those. <laughs> yeah, and I think uh, Cradle of Fields did that at one point and got in trouble for it. I remember Allison Cooper had the chicken story because he thought it would fly out, but then it accidentally went out in the crowd and they tore it all up. And there's actually video of him like throwing turkey or like chicken organs on stage and he's cashing it and just kind of laughing about it. Oh my god! But that was an accident. He just he's like he's like I'm from Detroit. <laughs> I saw a bird. I would throw it up, but I thought it would fly. Little did I know, chickens don't fly. <laughs> well, yeah, no, they don't yeah. fly, and that's the well, and that's the thing. I don't think. I mean, and I think it was a whole. Wasn't it a rumor that Ozzy Osbourne put the bat's hat off the stage, or did he really? Oh no, that that did happen again. No, that happened. Bit, yeah, yeah. The same thing yeah. with the pigeon when he was signing a record deal. He bit a head off a pigeon. To <laughs> just... Yeah, see, that's a little uh psychotic <laughs> well, well he and was... but he was on drugs and all kinds of things like and that's and you know when we talk about black sabbath being metal yes they're metal but there's all these subgenres subgenres of metal when you talk about poison yes they are metal but they're hair metal so like other genres like snub other genres right and so it, it's just i always feel like when i say i like new metal that that's not really metal well, like I love, corn and that's the thing. I love down. New like metal, to me yeah. that's not I do too, but I don't feel like it's metal. You know, that's weird. Y'all every day by Lint Biscuit, just walking around. Well, new metal had a really bad reputation, and if you watch that Woodstock documentary on Netflix, there's a reason why. Like they had a very volatile following, and mostly white cis men who probably voted for Trump now are the followers of new metal, which is the which is why it's so hard for me to love it because I still listen to it. Like even this morning, like I have my new metal playlist that I listen to while I go running. And I, you know, yeah. it's the same like five songs I listen to. I listen to Corn Here Here to Stay. I listen to Cold Stupid Girl. I listen to Downfall. I listen to like, you know, I mean, those are like, uh, you know, Southbound by POD. Oh my God. Like, <laughs> but you've so got you Jackson, Fred Durst is from Jacksonville. You want to snub him like that? Yeah. No, I do listen to, um, yeah, I do listen to. <laughs> the friend the Limp biscuit. biscuit Limp biscuit oh my god hey i i say it loud and proud because i always compare it to lincoln park when lincoln park first came out i was really into them i wasn't like wearing their shirt or anything but i liked their music but like as soon as like they became on mtv everybody was like oh this band fucking sucks they're posers blah 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 and i was like no i actually kind of like them but like now everybody has turned around and been like they were actually pretty good i'm like yeah all new metal was you guys were just pieces of shit um, but there <laughs> yeah. are also po- <laughs> like you know there are 
obviously pieces of shit like Godsmack is problematic. Um, I love Godsmack. I, <laughs> I do too, but uh, some issues there. Uh, socially, their music was fine, but like socially, there are some issues there. Um, well, I just love yeah. that he has the whole song um, against Nikki Six because Nikki Six is a piece of shit. So you know, fuck him. And there you go. Yeah. There's Motley Crue, right? So it's like, uh, anyways, continue. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, that's it. And then, of course, we have the king of uh, why is this considered metal, which would be Ghost. <laughs> oh, God. And that's my thing. It's like, you know, because I obviously we all know that I'm a huge fan of Avengers Sevenfold, and, but they're considered groove metal. And so there's like, or they groove want metal. They were metalcore. Metal they were metalcore. Yeah, metal but you know core. how they change their sound every album. So now they're more considered groove metal or they were Kelly the King album. But now, you know, the, the stage was, I don't even know what the stage would be classified as. And like, I am a true fan. Like, I know every single fucking song off of every album. I follow them. Yeah. So just my last little shout out of metal that is weird is, have y'all ever heard of Skindred? Oh, yeah. Yes. This little the, psychopath the metal, that tried to uh, fight me in high school. Yeah. She was like, oh, they're the best band ever. Skindred. Oh, my God. She's trying to be like pro, like, you know, pro everything. But yeah. she hated me. And I was like, oh, this little white girl hates the brown girl, but she's like, you know, she's trying to be like oh, yeah. all, you know, accepting of everything. She hates me, which I thought was hilarious. I hope she well, listens to know. this to this day. She's still alive. Maybe. Yeah. You can be accepting <laughs> and still be a piece of shit. Exactly. But yeah, no, did you like Skindra? Did you used to listen to them? Oh yeah. No, I like them. That's why I there were one that like when I think of unique branches off metal i was like oh skindred because it was like have you heard of him jason oh yeah yeah i don't i can't see her name but i was not i mean yeah i grew up listening to like no i was more like alternative kid punk rock kid that was really more what I, my lane when i was always in steel uh but yeah i mean i, I had all lint biscuit records i saw Ben sevenfold live like four or five times i remember when i was in high school i drove from my town to myrtle beach to go see a Ben sevenfold and a Treyu, maybe? Oh, yeah. They always play with the Treyu. Yeah. The and then, like, there was also during, there was an offshoot date during Ozfest. So I drove from Myrtle Beach to Ozfest and Raleigh the next day because I was 18. I could do that kind of thing. I had that kind of time and I could, like, go for a whole day and two concerts in a, in a row and, like, not want to kill myself. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> Somebody give me a Red Bull and a cigarette and I'm going to go. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm getting all these bands like coming back to me and just giving me like the nostalgia, like the Jobbers here, the Switchblade Symphony, or like Jack Off Jill. Um, no, I didn't, Jack the same Off Jill was who when Twiggy Ramirez got me to it. He was uh, it was like the basis for Jack Off Jill. Um, oh, was it? Yeah, yeah. Um, Speaking of Twiggy, um, not that it has anything to do with Twiggy, but when our characters go to break in the abandoned building and they steal the record with the secret i was like oh my god did they get icky pop for this movie and then he started talking and i was like oh that's not a dude i thought that was icky pop too oh my god <laughs> oh i'm glad i wasn't the only one <laughs> he he like just as, like Iggy pop, yeah. as he really yeah. looks yeah like <laughs> that's hilarious yeah, I know. I thought the same thing. So that was a lot of fun. So did anybody else bust out laughing when he, they uh, decapitated that guy and that guy's off? He was like, do it again. They just kept <laughs> oh, yeah. doing it. I did. I and forgot like, that took part. The head and he's like, uh, again. And he's like. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this, is how, this is how I know that I'm 
all beauty and little brains, as I told Micah today, because um, he made a joke that I was like, I feel like I should know the answer to this joke, but I don't. Um, so all beauty, little brains is that I didn't know this was supposed to be kind of funny. So when that part <laughs> happened, I was like, that's weird. That's suspicious, like Cardi B would say. Um, but whenever you said that your ex was watching it and cracking up, I was like, oh, this is supposed to be a comedy. <laughs> Yeah, no, 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 it is a horror comedy. It's definitely a horror comedy. Yeah. Miss we, that. And and you know what? I yeah, they could have made they could have made this serious. I think it I think it could fit in both both tones. Uh yeah. But, Trick or Treat's a pretty serious movie. That's not really a comedy at all. You know. I mean it's cheesy, but it's not a comedy, you know? Yeah, but apparently Trick yeah. or Treat, at least at the time, according to Joe Bob, and I'm only re- referencing him. So thank you, Micah, for giving me that uh, tip. That I had to listen to bitching about Tesla for 15 minutes before I learned anything. Um, <laughs> is that, of course, at the time we had in the 80s the whole like, well, obviously satanic panic, but mostly Tipper Gore had this like uh, pilgrimage that she set out with all of these mothers to get rid of this satanic music. Yeah, the right? PMRC. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, the PMRC. And so with that, uh, trick or treat comes out of that and so we have that's like a, kind of like a parody on how these people behave because they keep thinking that these records are going to create these demons and basically that's what that film is about right same thing with this one so it's definitely paying homage to trick or treat but one of the issues that they had was that they wanted to get like actual metal stars in this film but they couldn't do it and the reason for that, obviously, so I don't know if you guys know this, but they got most of their budget for the movie because this film won a contest that Ant Timpson actually funded. And Ant Timpson, if you don't know who he is, he's a producer and he produces Housebound, which we're doing later this month, The ABCs of Death, Turbo Kid, and Doug's favorite, The Greasy Strangler. <laughs> and so, <laughs> I know. South African, isn't it? Isn't Greasy Strangler South African? I couldn't tell you, but okay, Ant Timpson's think... a New Zealand producer. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm just, okay. I could be wrong. I think, I've, I've never I think seen it. Greasy Strangler is American. I don't like, even know. I still haven't seen it. I'll I watch it at it some point. But because I know. You don't like, need to. When Doug talks about something long enough, eventually I just have to see it because I need to know. <laughs> I need to know. And for those of you who still have not watched Untold Story, I still don't like don't watch it. Oh, my God. But yeah, so we have Ann Timpson and, you know, they get, he, they, I guess the film got 200 grand from winning this contest and they basically just submitted like a treatment and like something that they could, you know, verify as a, as a legitimate filmmaker and they were able to get the film going. The sad thing about this is notoriety as this film has, because I think it's really big in the horror community. It was supposed to have a sequel. They actually filmed some of it and they canceled the sequel. I guess the New Zealand Film Commission just rejected it and we'll never get the sequel, which is sad because they started filming it in 2016 and they didn't know that it was rejected until 2021. Would they be using So at the end, you got Zach coming back on the record. Would they actually try to get him in like a boom box? Like uh, he would just carry around a boom box the entire time for Zach to talk to everybody. (laughs) I guess so. And that's another thing too, because this is New Zealand. Like, I don't know if this is just, it could be, and I, I didn't find anything on this. This could be poor writing. This could be the writers writing for the time that they were in high school. And this is what they experienced, right? Because we, we, the three of us grew up in the time where we wrote notes still. We had shitty Nokias. 
if we had a cell phone. It's like, a break where you'd play uh, the intro for playing Snake on it the entire time. <laughs> yes. And, and also, too, we had the, the CD Walkmans. I mean, yeah. I remember I used to have to run and hold it like this. Because, uh, <laughs> you know, it would, it would skip. I hate it. The struggles. I remember, I think uh, the like the, the two gigabyte iPod had just come out when I was in like a junior or senior. It was like, oh my, that's like, that's like 500 CDs you can put on that thing. Holy cow. Oh my God. And then, you know, just putting all the music on it. Jesus Christ. It was just a whole thing. Cause I had an iPod Nano when that came out. That was the thing. But anyway. When I, when I was in high school, someone got the first generation iPod and it fell out of their backpack and it got confiscated. And I saw oh, it and everybody was gosh. like, oh, and I was like, those are so stupid. It's so expensive. And I thought it was like, do you remember those little tiny clip music clip things that used they were oh, like spare, you know, 30 seconds? Like 30 seconds. I thought it I thought it was like a collection of those in the iPod. And I was like, why would you spend so much money <laughs> for a collection of whatever they were called? And they were like, no. And, so. and, and that's the thing, like, yeah, and that's the funny thing is, is that I feel like people these days, they know, they feel like nobody knows the struggle of putting music on the iPod, because you had to learn it yourself, like your parents didn't teach you, parents didn't know anything, so you literally yeah. had to figure out how to use this technology on your own, and so I, I don't know, and then he was siphoning gas out of the ambulance, which I thought was funny, oh no, petrol, yes. yeah, but it was that's, that's pretty funny, petrol petrol or diesel whatever and you know and then she hands them the note and i just think that it's there and then some of the comments that they make are very dated so i don't like i said i don't know if new zealand is dated or if it was just the writers not real because it was it was it was written by jason lee hoden who directed it so was he just writing about when he was in high school right like i don't know like i and i couldn't find anything it's very hard to find a lot of research on this episode for such a visceral and fun film and i think it has such a great obviously it has a great uh effect on people because if it's on joe bob and like yeah i'm just gonna stop talking well, for a while go ahead <laughs> i just want to bring up the um the character of medina not related Don't to you tell medina, medina. I was gonna say not related to the Medina Lake by my city. Um, if any local Bucket listeners, Medina. That's yeah. all I kept thinking because that's like that's, my uncle. Yeah, I just kept thinking that every time she was like, "I'm ah, Medina," and this, you know, the 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 notebook comes across it, and I was like, "Funky cold Medina." <laughs> Especially when she started making she out was... with Zach, I was like, "Yeah, funky yeah. cold Medina over there." Well, I thought she was super cute. She had a really unique look to her, like. She was blonde and like, you know, a young, but like when you think of a blonde young girl in a horror movie, you kind of have this preconceived notion about it. But she was actually really cute. I really liked her. And I love the part where she listens to the metal for the first time and she starts daydreaming about her as like a warrior woman with these girls all around her <laughs> her legs. I thought that was so funny. It was so good. Yeah. It would have been pretty hilarious if she did like the laser eyes and they're both their tops came off too. It was like, yeah, this is going to be Yes. That's, and that's what like most people like when you think of that kind of metal, right? Because like I listen yeah. to metal, of course. So that I think that kind of metal to me is a little cheesy or black, yeah. black metal or whatever kind of metal that is. It's very cheesy. It really is because it's like, like you've listened to Iron Maiden, right? Like, oh my God. <laughs> Like, I remember one of my ex-wife was obsessed with Iron Maiden, and every time it came on, I was like, 
fucking kidding me? Like everybody thinks this is so fucking cool. Like, did you want to run to the heels also when it would come on? Is that what that was? That your oh, reaction? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I thought it was cute that she got into it, and that was the thing was because while I listened to a lot of this music and I dated these types of guys, I looked like her. I dressed like her. I was I worked Same. at Hollister. I had all of that. It's always that meme with Brody and Medina sitting on the bench that you see all the time with the ice cream. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I didn't know that's where this came from until I saw it a couple of years ago. But you do see it a lot, and it's pretty funny. It's pretty. It's a pretty. And I yeah. guess they're making fun of that music video. Y'all remember that music video they were making fun of that came, like went viral a couple of years ago? <laughs> or these guys like walk, yeah. rocking. They're like these. They're wearing like the same kind of face pants. Face. Uh, they're wearing the same kind of uh, face paint, but they're running in the woods with their rock guitars and they're like trying to fight off all these demons. It looks really bad. <laughs> the corpse paint, but apparently that's like a big thing with all of those Norway, Norwegian and like Swedish and like all of those bands over there, right? All those metal bands. What is it, Ramstein? I'm trying to think. Where's Ramstein from? Germany? They're German. Germany. Uh, yeah. yeah. So they all yeah. do the same kind of thing, I guess. And like, I, I think it's cute. I, I don't, if I can't sing along to it, like I don't, I don't really listen to it. It just kind of reminded me of Mayhem. Do you remember that that metal man Mayhem who like you know their lead singer killed himself and that was the cover of their first EP. I was like, good <laughs> lord, guys! Oh my god! Yeah, their first like the lead singer like he was like a, it was a shotgun that he used. So it's kind of a, a graphic picture if you uh, if you could sign like his roommate who was in the band came home and saw him who had killed himself and he took a picture of it and that is the cover of their EP. <laughs> oh my god that's awful i'm not that's surprised. terrible yeah that's what you know that <clears throat> lords of uh what's that that had a lieutenant acid Lucian. yeah yeah that's lords one. of acid uh not lords of salem what's the other one anyway it was all about that whole metal band because they were they ended up killing each other and it was pretty crazy um, um yeah and you have that type of like crazy kind of metal stories yeah. right so, like everybody wants to take those and just like kind of blanket that over the entire genre which is only a piece of it right because you have like all of these crazy like neo-nazi type metal and all that so mm -hmm. I, I well it's just like horror people could say that we're you know it could be dark and whatever but some people just like to use it as art sure absolutely but yeah no it's just like metal's like horror where people think that the people that are really into it are going to be a certain way but pretty much you know take it as it is there are going to be disturbing people you know the ones that go and buy uh the really nasty one Oh fuck! I can't Serbian remember. Film. Anyway, Serbian yeah, film. Serbian film, <laughs> yeah, and like watch it, that one or Sailor or whatever, and they just watch it over and over. Like, yeah, sure, worry about those people, but like us, we're good, we're good, dog. It's actually really interesting because if you think about any kind of person, like all of these like holier than thou kind of people, you have all these evil people among them, right? Like, look at Gwen Shamblin, for example. Like, you know, and the fact that that child was killed in all of those things. Like, if you haven't seen it, and who's playing her in, the new, in that new movie? I forget. Somebody is playing Gwen Shamblin. Do you guys do you guys know who I'm talking about? I do not. That crazy cult lady. I think it was in North Carolina. I'm surprised you don't know this, Jason. He's playing dumb. He's part of the cult. Yes, uh... <laughs> We don't speak Are you in that it. church? We don't speak <laughs> ill of it. That sounds like I, some crazy shit. That seems also like some crazy shit that happened out in Appalachia. And that's just a completely different country out there. Well, oh my God. I don't even want to talk. Like, I, who goes there? Like, those people will pay. Like, I was watching a documentary. They'll, play, they'll pay like $200 for an Oxycontin. And I'm like, 
You don't even have like a home. Where are you getting yeah, two hundred dollars? It's, it's, like, it's like, like Asheville is like the really cool town in North Carolina, but it's out in like, as soon as you leave, like you're in like bumfuck Appalachia where there's like no lights anywhere. Like people will kill you and they can just do it or whatever. Like or like meth mountains that are somewhere and it's like it's you know, you'll come across somebody's like a uh, distillery and you're like, Oh gosh, they're gonna kill me because I should not have found this and it's they can do that. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> I'm sure that it's one of those things like in New Zealand where it's so isolated. So they probably yeah. have a lot of and I should probably look this up because I don't want to speculate on on a country, but you're saying there's five million people. Like I'm sure that there's a lot of areas that are like very unsavory and so yeah yeah no I'm sure there's like places that have like issues and that's why Zach is like so ready to like say fuck this town fuck this shithole place right <laughs> and yeah. like he's ready to just give it up and I think that it's really interesting because what what year did the Lords of Salem come out hold on I have to look that up I think it came out 2010 uh, let's <laughs> New Zealand's Lords of Salem no, just to fill that stuff. <laughs> yeah, no, it's 2012. So a few years before, and the song that like kind of entrances all these women to do this, right? Is it sounds very similar to the one in Deathgasm, which I thought was funny. So I don't know if anybody, I don't know if that was purposeful or they were just trying to like, I, I don't know, or using the same chords <laughs> because it sounds very sinister kind of thing. Like sure. it sounds like it's gonna take you over and possess you. And that was another thing too. And I did a lot, and I was pissed off because when I did a lot of this research here. I saw that a lot of people were comparing these to zombies, and I'm like, they're not zombies. Really? This movie is a happy movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like when they're taken over, they're co- they're clearly possessed. They're more like deadites. I don't think they're zombies. Yeah. There's a big difference, yeah. right? Oh, I like to be like Rob zombies. You're talking about Lords of Salem. I was like, no, uh, no, 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 not that. And then I was like, well, this is a happy movie. Suppose all of the Rob Zombie movies kind of, of death chasm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. no, I, I misunderstood. Yeah, this movie's this really, it's just, I mean, like I said, it's almost a little too Evil Dead-ish, you know? Um, but other than that, it's, it's a whole, it's still a blast of a movie, you know? You get really good special effects that are done without, like, CGI for the most part. Um, at this mm-hmm. point, it's unavoidable to kind of do it now. Even squibs are CGI. But uh, you get a special... dick shot off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching. I think I'm on Saw Six now, and I'm like, these are. It's just not my franchise. Like I tried, you know. It, it, there's good parts and bad parts, but it's just it's just not my franchise. Um, but yeah, yeah. I really like the special effects here. They're pretty awesome. The 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 fan members are pretty great. I play Dungeons and Dragons every once in a while, so I was, those kind of jokes are pretty funny. <laughs> when um. Mm-hmm. When he when uh, he was looking to Zach and he was like, "You want something crazy?" He was like, "It's not role play, is it?" <laughs> yeah, he's like another sexual undertone. Yeah, and that's the thing. I think it's very like the characters are very relatable. Like they're very kind of you know they're all kind of bumbling idiots. And Zach, I think, is the only like really abrasive one. Sure. And then yeah. and then you have Medina, who kind of you know we throw her into to. I feel like she's more or less there sort of to create tension between the, you know, the two guys. And, and obviously, um, you know, there's like a little love triangle, but she even says like, we know that she likes Brody. And I thought that was interesting that when like, uh, that comes to say them, he's got the corpse paint on and she's like, Oh, you had, you had about an hour to do your makeup. It's going to take you about an hour. And then she's like, Oh, you look so cute. It brings out your eyes. But <laughs> 
she didn't say it in a way that she could have been more sarcastic about it, but she, I think she kind of like meant it, right? So I think yeah. that she's still kind of like feeling her way between both of them here, yeah. which I thought was kind of funny because like, you know, they gave her that agency. I thought that was fun. I don't know. How have we not talked about the uh, when Brody kills his cousin and they're like, uh, oh no, he was totally possessed. Yeah, no, he was totally, or when, or of course the, uh, or of course the uh, the church items box that they come across to get rid of all the other demons. Yeah, so we're we're killing we're killing demons with anal beads and giant black dildos. But he so. said those must be rosary beads. I was like, oh gosh, <laughs> and he like sniffed them, and I'm like, oh, here we go. Like, where, uh, <laughs> oh, I know. They go somewhere rosy, all right. That's for sure. <laughs> and the, the cousin, the cousin was always wearing a backwards hat. Which made him look older and not younger. And I was like, maybe his hair is thinning and they wanted him to look younger. But um, I, I want to rewind real quick and say that I think Medina, Medina's involvement in the movie overall to me is symbolic of people that aren't into metal, that are friends with metal people or like that are getting in because everyone obviously is like super metal even the Dungeons and Dragons guys are like they're part of the band and everything so they kind of get submerged into it but I feel like Medina is just like the general populace um and yeah she there's a love triangle and everything like that but she represents people that aren't into metal but you know aren't necessarily opposed to it so I really like her and of course we have to we have to get women representation also so let's you know throw a girl in well, of course, but the, I think that they, with the ending though, they did not do her character justice because they basically they changed her hair and put eye makeup yeah. on her, and then she's they talking about dirty. yeah. They, then she smoked a cigarette and then she's talking about metal. Like she's so, like that's not how it works. You could listen. Like people look at me, for example, I don't think I like horror, and they don't think that I like the music I listen to, simply because I don't. I mean, there's no. People are trying to equate looks at indicative of what their taste is, right? And so you can yeah. like something and can not look like it. And I think that I think that, that was a little bit of a, a weak part of the film. But then again, it's a horror comedy; it's not meant to be taken seriously. It's supposed to be funny. So I, I, I yeah. just didn't I didn't care for that part. But I did like the fact that there that was... kind of came back. So that was fun. Oh yeah, that was cute. There was only two things that I really didn't like. And spoiler alert: if you haven't seen yet I'm about to give away something I didn't like that Medina turned into Avril Lavigne at the end because I do <laughs> <Yes>. like <laughs> we, we liked her as is like she was very likable like keep her likable she fan um, her skater boy though yeah oh yeah and, that's and then uh, like, the like, other like... thing oh no go ahead oh I was just gonna say, the other thing was I thought it was kind of stupid that both friends died at the end it was kind of not necessary because like I'm not here to be like, oh, happy endings, blah, blah, but they didn't need to die. And I think it would have actually added more to the movie if they lived because they were all like, you know. Yeah, I think it I was just like it was to just, kind of show off the effects, right? And not necessarily. Yeah, and they weren't even that great, to be honest. <laughs> the arm <laughs> thing was like, okay, he has his hands in his shirt. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the, the pulling the head off was cool. But my thing is, is that I think it would have been nice if they, they survived. Like, Zach dying was enough because. Yeah. It kind he gives of Zach like, an arc. He gives him an arc to kind of, he's kind of a piece of shit for most movies, but then he basically sacrifices himself for the greater good kind of thing. Exactly. Um, and and that's yeah. that's what we think, you know, that's what we needed. And the other two, they didn't, the other two don't have an arc. They don't have anything. So they're they're there to be there. But at the end of the day, they're they're probably the funniest characters. They're 
their good time. Like they're generally good. And so to see them die like that, I think it's just, I don't know. And then nobody seems to care at the end of the movie. Well, like, yeah, but like they were, they were, I forgot their names, but the skinny one was literally uh, his first friend that like took him in. Yeah. Dion and what's the other one? Uh, Dion and Giles. And so, and that's another thing too, is that, you know, how they leave the note, like, and Zach kind of like gets rid of the note, like, oh, you know, we're we love Dion and Giles or whatever. And I'm thinking to myself, like, what the fuck is wrong with, like, he is so obsessed with Brody that he cannot just like let him, you know? Yeah. Well, he, well, Brody does eventually uh, horn, uh, stick his horn into his stomach of that house a little bit, you know, could that be indicative of them finally <laughs> having there? <laughs> oh, yeah. They just finally penetrated them there. Yeah. yeah. So I guess we're coming up to the end of the hour. Is there anything else we want to discuss? No, no, I think I'm looking just, forward to the rest of the uh, the rest of the the month for a lot of other New Zealand movies. Yeah, and that's the thing is like New Zealand is very, and I hate I keep referencing Joe Bob because I think he made some good points, even though I didn't care for the show. He did make a point that New Zealand is a very small area, so most of the actors are all going to be like involved in Lord of the Rings in some way, right? And yeah. so uh, that's you know our writer director same thing. He did effects for Lord of the Rings as well as the Avengers. And, um, you know, you're, you always think of Peter Jackson, you think of New Zealand. And so, yes, well, we will be talking about it alive by Peter Jackson. Um, you know, some of the other ones, um, Ann Timson, for example, produces Housebounds. We'll be talking about that later this month. So I'm really excited about that. Um, and, you know, for, for 2015, I think this was probably one of my favorite ones because we had a lot of really good, before we go, we had a lot of really good independent films from 2015 a lot of big productions too but some of the in independent films just from march alone that year that that it came out was the invitation we are still here dead rising mm -hmm. um residue which i liked which had um ramsey from uh game of, game of thrones oh no you're him. a ramsey fan i love him <laughs> <laughs> i know um it follows came out that same month let us pray zombievers um, hey, right too. And They'll then eat the your golden retriever. <laughs> I love Zombievers. It's so, so much fun. It's a lot of fun. So we had a lot of really good, and I saw all of these movies, which is strange because I think this was right around the time like I was really just like streaming horror films all the time from different platforms, whatever they were on, like bloody discussing talk about. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna watch it, and that was it. Sure. Um, yeah. and so, and then there was also a Silent Night, Bloody Night 2 revival that I didn't came know out. that existed. Oh, yeah, I know. I see the like after the first one, but I've never seen, I didn't know that the second one even existed. I wonder if it's even like really related or it was somebody just like, let me slap Silent Night, Bloody Night 2 on there and see if we get a couple more eyes on it. Metadata, huh. yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah. And we'll, then the we'll start, we'll start researching now for next Christmas. <laughs> we should, I know, for next Christmas, but then for the rest of the year, we have the visit you know, our Blumhouse. Mm -hmm. We have Krampus, the witch, which I guess the witch, mm. well, no, the witch is, what, what's his face? Well, that's, our, uh, that's not Ari Aster. That's, not, the, that's the other one. That's the other yeah. one. <laughs> the same Sorry one. Sorry if you're listening. <laughs> but kind of different. The same guy is hereditary. <laughs> yeah. I, I know your work. I just don't know your name. <laughs> yeah, I I, I I could remember, but we're having way too many. Uh, the guy who did The Northman. <laughs> Mm -hmm. I haven't no, seen it really yet, good. and I need to. But even Green Room now. is my favorite horror movie from that year, I feel like. But that movie kicks ass. Green Room is so good. Okay, and well, then I can That's can't... another independent, too, right? Yep. Yeah. 
I mean, this was the year for independent, the Black Coat's Daughter. The yeah, Final I, Girls. The Final Girls came out, which was done by the, the little boy from um, Near Dark. Yeah. That little shithead. I couldn't wait for him to die. <laughs> um, the Martyrs remake came out that year, though. Ew. And then uh, Hellion. So I actually really want to, we mm. need to do this on the show sometime, but I don't know if any either of y'all have ever seen the Hellions or Hellions. Not yet. I, I started watching it. It's like where the girl's babysitting and these kids yeah. show up, right? It's, yeah. The cinematography so, is beautiful. Such a good Well, song. I started watching it because it's a Halloween movie. And I was like, man, this is actually really good. But I never, I didn't get a chance to watch it. It was probably sometime uh, I don't, yeah, I think Olivia probably walked in and I was like, nope, we can't finish it yet. So I haven't finished it yet. I need to. Yeah, it's, it's scary, but it's it's good. It's it's just it's different. And I just think it's so beautifully shot. Like you have to just watch it. It's such a beautiful horror movie. And like no one ever talks about it. So I think if we ever did it on the show, that definitely needs. Yeah. Tremors you know. 5? Yes. Tremors 5? <laughs> that movie sucks. <laughs> but well, Austin even mentioned The Devil's Candy came out the same year. We we're just talking about that. Too. Yeah, we were talking about it the other day. That's another one I think we should do on the show. The Devil's sure. Candy is amazing. It's another good. Oh my God. Ethan Everett yeah. is so hot in the movie, too. Oh my God. <laughs> he is really hot. Yeah, hotter than this um, one, Grace or Frankie. <laughs> was he in Grace and Frankie? He's the, he's the alcoholic or drug addict. Uh, son of one of them he always plays the piece uh, of shit down things like he was for like they, he got killed off really terribly too in the walking dead and i'm like why is ethan ember playing these roles like i'm so sad yeah i didn't even know he was in the walking <laughs> dead i have a very controversial question that i can't ask jason because he already said his favorite was green room obviously from this year the best ones are going to be the witch and it follows but who takes the cake that's why I, I said I'm not asking you, Jason. <laughs> I actually, I honestly, I prefer The Witch over It Follows. It Follows was good, okay. but everybody had like, it was hyped up so much. And then when I watched it, I'm like, oh, this is fine. I didn't think it was the best. I think it was good, but <sighs> I haven't rewatched it. I watched it once. I've, I've rewatched The Witch a few times, but maybe that's because, you know. A woman gets her comeuppance and makes me happy. So maybe that's why. I guess it follows yeah. too. But I feel like they're being punished because they're having sex and like a whole venereal disease of death following kind of thing. It just kind of bothers me and I don't like that. So whatever. Not until you're married. Not until you're married. <laughs> yeah. It wouldn't have happened if everybody just did what the Bible said. Oh my exactly. God. Speaking of, <laughs> knock, knock almost came out, also came out that year too, which... I can't. I hate that movie. I don't know if you ever watched Knock Knock. I never saw. I know what it is. I know what you're talking about. The Eli Roth one? Yeah. Don't watch that movie. I have never felt more uncomfortable my entire life watching anything. Like, it's awful. It gets under your skin. And that's what he was set out to do. Good for you, Eli Roth. You know, we love you. We don't love you, but whatever. Um, I do. I I do like it. (laughs) I need to. I do, too. I need to go here soon. All right. Yeah. So we're going to, we're going to, we're going to finish this up. But anyways, everybody, I, um, we hope we, that you enjoyed this, uh, new year, New Zealand episode. If you haven't seen Deathgasm, it is streaming on Tubi. If you want to follow us, follow us on Instagram at Slashers Pod or Facebook Slashers Podcast. You can, uh, follow Doug at Doug Bizarro, Mikey at Horror and a Half Shell, Jason at Jason Hill 60. Something Nine. like that. There's random numbers behind it. 83. There's numbers <laughs> I think there. 63 sounds right. Yeah. But, you know, Jason's online presence is very lucky. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 69, 420. Blaze it. That's it. That's me. All right. But yeah. Or you can get a t shirt at slashespod.rebel.com. 
redbubble.com. So please go ahead and support us that way. And it's still December. We've got a few more days if you want an episode. Well, actually, no, this will come out in the new year. So fuck that. Anyways, um, <laughs> on behalf of Jason and Mikey and myself, goodbye and good day. Bye. Bye.